From Toronto, Canada, The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Welcome to the Audio Imaginarium. My name is Richard Serrett, and this indeed, The Conspiracy Show. Congratulations, you found us. Come on inside and the spell you are among friends. I am so thankful for your company. And uh, we have a, a new addition to the program, our new engineer, our new technical producer, Ian Robertson. Welcome aboard. You are my, I, I believe you are my fifth uh, technical producer. So uh, you've got big shoes to fill. Tim Spreen was a good one, and we wished him well, of course. And as always, Albert Vinzel, our story producer, is here, and he has posted his usual assortment of fascinating stories and tidbits in the slide carousel up on the website, richardserrett.com. So get on up there, and while you're there, click on that blue member button on the left-hand side. And register. Become a member. It's easy. It's free. And uh, it's very fast. Once you're a member, you gain access to member area uh, only areas like the past show audio archive, which goes uh, all the way back as far as the summer of 2012. Uh, again, that's the website, richardserrett.com. Uh, and speaking of the summer, where has it gone? I tell you. I hope wherever you are, you are enjoying yours. I know we are uh, spending a lot of evenings at the beach at uh, Bluffers Park Beach, just uh, east of here in Toronto, uh, on Lake Ontario. Beautiful. We go just as the sun is going down. It's cool. It's not crowded. We have a nice little bonfire, roast some weenies. It's just been idyllic, I have to tell you, enjoying the summer with uh, the twins and the mighty Aphrodite. Uh, it's been a while since our next guest has been with us, and we are delighted to have him back. Uh, he was a regular contributor on the program for quite a while, and then he got busy with other things. But he has set aside an hour to sit down with us tonight uh, and talk biblical prophecy. Our good old friend, uh, media scientist Nelson Thal is here, and you may not be aware, uh, but he is a Bible scholar. And we're very excited to have him with us again. Hey, Nelson, how are you, my friend? Excellent, Richard. It's great being here again. It's been a while. Yes. Listen, you, uh, as I mentioned in the introduction, are a, um, I consider you to be a Bible scholar. Uh, yep. I learned so much, uh, um, listening to you when we, we chat off the air and when we had dinner and so forth. We had dinner tonight. Uh, very knowledgeable in this area where we, we have you on the program often to talk about assassinations and, and, uh, uh, your, in, in your capacity as a media scientist and, and, and so forth. But, um, tonight we are going to delve into biblical prophecy and 2017, uh, according to many Bible researchers, uh, it could be lights out. This could be the big one, right? This could be end times fulfilled, 2017. What is your research and your, uh, your uh, investigations into Bible prophecy tell you? Well, of course, the interesting thing is that um, there's uh, the preface, the preface to our remarks and the prerequisite is we're saying that the Bible is from Genesis to Revelation is the word of God. And, uh, and this is a book written for men by God and all the other books are written by men so i think that's first of all a prerequisite to understand that i mean uh, people have to accept the bible as the word of god to begin with all right so that's a prerequisite to our discussion now given that this you go into the bible and if you take a look at genesis 5 and 7 there's all the necessary data and information that you can determine the number of years from creation week right through to today. 
In other words, from Genesis, the clock is ticking, mankind is given an allotted time, and what is the allotted time? Right, 6,000 years, a thousand year, a day for each thousand years, and a thousand years for a day. It says we get 6,000 years right there in Genesis. Basically in the Bible. Genesis and the, it's, it's, it's not in any one place. It's here a little as it says and there a little. Alright. So you have to put it together, but it's all there. Okay, so six thousand years. Six, six days of the week. And then 1,000 years, a millennium, a rest day, just as the, we have a six day work week and then we're off for a day. Right. Okay. So, so how do we, when do we start the counter? When do well, we start the 6,000 years? Well, the 6,000 years starts when man was given free reign to do his own thing, which was uh, the day he was put out of the garden. All right. And that was 3,983 B.C. How do we know that precisely? Yes. Well, we know that because from Genesis 5 and 7, all the gen- Genesis from Adam right through eventually not only Genesis 5, Genesis 7, but also with Matthew. We have all the uh, the uh, family line. The, the genealogy. Lineage, the genealogy right. from Adam right through to Christ. Okay. And we okay. know that he lived approximately 2,000 years ago. So if you add up, you know, Methuselah was X number of years old, Noah was X number of years old. If we add up the genealogies right. up to the time of Christ plus 2,000 years, we arrive at... We know that 3,983 years B.C. was the creation, and so 6,000 years is up in 2017. Uh, Christ was born, by the way, Saturday, September the 20th, 4 B.C., and he was resurrected Saturday, April 28th, 31 A.D. And these dates are not difficult to calculate from knowledge of the Bible. Now, uh, so we've got 2017 coming up. As the 6,000 year point, man is given 6,000 years by the creator to do his own thing, to try and rule the planet according to the laws that uh, that the Lord laid down for him to follow, which, of course, he's rejected. So it's interesting. Do you think? Yeah. <laughs> My word. Yeah. After the uh, out of 6,000 years, I mean, there's never any peace. There's just a period of rearmament of about 230 years, by the way, the, the calculations show. So out of 6,000 years, there's very little time when man's been had, had true peace. Right, right. So we've got the, 20, the 6,000 years are going to be allotted. So up until 2017, the, uh, there's going to be no second coming up until that date because that would interfere with God's plan. He's allowed allotted 6,000 years. But, but before we get from here right. to Armageddon or the, you know, the end times. Right. We have to go through Jacob's troubles, right? Yeah. Which is what, six years? Well, it's not necessarily detailed. We're not told necessarily how long Jacob's trouble is because in many ways the birthright blessing gets withdrawn from Jacob and we see that slowly happening because, uh, uh, yeah, but we should, let's say it's, let's say it's five years or three years. We should be well into Jacob's troubles then, right? Yes, we should be. The we, sorrows. Uh, well, before the beginning of sorrows. I mean, World War One. Remember, uh, the Creator says that He is going to use Assyria as His rod to discipline His His children, and so uh, World War One, Assyria rose up against Jacob, and they that didn't wake them up. They didn't change their behavior. Now, you need to clarify. When you're talking about, we have the Assyrians. Assyria, modern-day Assyria is Germany. 
How do you make that connection? Well, that's not a difficult connection to make uh, if you do the research and look at the details and analyze where these people migrated over time and you study the oral culture and you study the archaeology and you, I mean, if you go to the Pergamon Museum in in Berlin and look at uh, uh, the Ishtar Gates, which were moved from Babylon to Germany and you look at them, it's not difficult using a number of very good litmus tests and see that modern-day Germany are the original Assyrians of the Assyrian Empire, which headquarters was in Nineveh. And you recall in the Bible, it was Jonah who was sent to Nineveh right. to uh, wake them up to their impending doom should they not change their their behavior and the way they live. And the Assyrians, uh, the, the Assyrians were the ones that... that uh, uh, that took the uh, the uh, the, took tribes, Israel, the tribes into captivity. The house of Israel into captivity. That's right. That's right. In 722 to 718, roughly BC. These are the original Assyrians. These are the original. These are the original from Germans the, from the the crescent fert- the fertile crescent. Exactly. Uh, modern day yeah, Iraq. Exactly. Later Babylon. Yeah. Babylon and so forth. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, so so in 2017, Nelson Thal is uh, here with us, media scientist. Uh, so in 2017, what is supposed to happen then? Are we talking about the second coming or are we talking about the beginning of the, the, the end times? Well, remember, first of all, um, uh, the creator in the Bible makes it clear that he does nothing without telling his servants, the prophets, about what he is going to do. But he doesn't give definite dates. But we do know that 2017 is the 6,000-year point and that promises were made to mankind, to Adam, to give them a period of time. So obviously, now even though uh, in the the New Testament says, except those days be shortened, there shall no flesh be saved alive, uh, still we believe, scholars believe that the 2017, the full 6,000 years will be given to mankind. But once the 6,000 years is up, you're going to have a period of time leading up to the Great Tribulation and to the Day of the Lord. The Great Tribulation is two and a half years. The Day of the Lord is one year. The whole thing is three and a half years. And, of course, what you watch for is the fall of Satan, where Christ said he saw Satan fall like lightning. So after 2017, you want to watch for the fall of Satan because Satan mounts his last attack on heaven, is thrown down like lightning, and it comes down and is now prisoner on the earth and goes after as many human beings as he possibly can. Well, where in this timeline do we see the ascendance of the Antichrist? Well, exactly. Well, let's go through the... What you'll have is you'll have the, the fall of... The literally uh, fall of Satan to the earth. And Daniel makes it clear that from the fall of Satan to the second coming is 1,335 days. Okay? In Daniel 11. So from thir- so there's 1,335 days from the fall of, of, of Satan to the earth. Uh, at 1,260 days, you have the beginning of the Great Tribulation. So there's from 1335 to 1260, uh, roughly 75 years, where 75 days, right. where you will have persecution of the saints and of all Christians. 
this is uh, we're coming up on a break here, but um, you said something there that that um, sort of threw me or has thrown me into some confusion uh, because you said that Satan will be thrown out of of heaven, yeah. but. My understanding was that already happened a long time ago, and that we are told that you know the world is ruled by Satan. We've been living under Satan's rule, so now all of a sudden you're telling me that this is yet to happen in the future. Let, let's uh, let's come back and pick up on that point. Uh, let's straighten that out because Nelson, I'm confused about that. And then we'll uh, continue to talk about uh, uh, geopolitics through the uh, the filter of the Bible. Nelson Thal, my guest, right here on the Conspiracy Show. My name is Richard Serrett. Don't go away. You're listening to The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. And we are back with Nelson Thal, media scientist and the uh, archivist for the late Marshall McLuhan, communications guru. And we're talking uh, geopolitics uh, through the, the filter, if you will, of, uh, of Scripture, the Bible, biblical prophecy. So uh, explain something to me. You mentioned that we need one of the signs is we need to look... Uh, for Satan being thrown out of heaven like lightning. Now, again, my understanding is, as limited as it is, that, that this happened in the past, that Satan was cast out, you know, ages ago, uh, and that uh, the world is being run uh, by the Prince of Darkness. Now you're telling me that this event is, is to happen in the future. So, Nelson, you've got some explaining to do. Okay, well, exactly what originally happened was this, that um, uh, Lucifer covered the very throne of heaven with his wings. And uh, when iniquity was found in him, he was removed from the throne, removed from the throne room, but uh, not cast down as a, as a, uh, a prisoner in, in, on the earth. In matter of fact, if you look in the book of Job, he regularly came with other angels and had an audience with the Lord. So when he was removed from covering the very throne of God, that's when all the material universe that he had created went dark and went into a state of death. And that is that that is what we see today when we look out at the universe. If you take a look at Genesis 1-1, it says, in the beginning, the he- God created the heavens and the earth. Right. Right? So, in other words, Satan was uh, initially... Uh, Just removed from the lost throne favor room. with God. Lost it was no favor. longer his favorite av- advisor. And could will. not just come for an audience whenever he chose. He had to wait till he was summoned. All right. Okay. Uh, at the end time, when he mounts a final attack on heaven, that's when he'll be thrown down to the earth, cast to the earth, and the earth will become his prison. Now, it's important to realize that Genesis 1-1 says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And then Genesis 1-2 says, the earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. Now, what it doesn't, the Bible, when God creates things, he doesn't create things with void and darkness. So why is it void and dark in Genesis 1-2? Well, what's happened here is this is the, Genesis is the, is the story of the recreation of the earth after Satan's fall ah, off okay. the throne. All right. That's why in verse 2 it says the earth was without form and void because that's what happened to it after the monumental mega battle between God and Satan when Satan was thrown off the throne. Ah, okay. So this is not the creation chapter. 
as it's thought of. Because the earth, if it's without form and void, God doesn't create anything Got that's it. darkness. He's light and form and... and All right, we're okay. up to speed on that. Right. So now... Um, the tribulation. Now, so now, yeah, the tribulation. Now, the great tribulation is a two and a half year period. It's two and a half. All right. Yes, the great tribulation uh, begins uh, w- with the fifth seal. You have the first four seals of the book. Remember, in the book of Revelation, there's a scroll, and whoever can open the scroll can end man's rule over misrule over the planet and there's silence in heaven because no one can be found there's tears in heaven no one can be found to un to open the seals finally the lamb of god which is jesus christ right comes forward and is is found worthy to take the scroll and open it up and he can open it up and the first four seals are the white horse red horse black horse pale horse that's the first, the horseman of the, of the revelation. Then the fifth seal is the martyrdom of the saints and the great tribulations. Now, in time, that would happen sometime after Satan's fall. And with 12, when he's cast down. When he's cast down right. to the earth. Okay. Now, and uh, the, the rise of the Antichrist. That's the rise occurring. of the Antichrist would then come at some point... Uh, Probably prior to that, it, it once again I have to say probably because once again the Bible is silent on doesn't go into every single thing, you know. Otherwise, you know, if the master of the house told the servant when he was going to return, he would just sit around and do nothing up until a few days beforehand, and then all of a sudden he would do all the work that was required. Right. 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 So. Okay, so let's let's look at uh, geopolitically what's going on, right. and 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 yep. see if there are any hints in the Bible uh, about this. Let's look, for example, at uh, uh, ISIS uh, and the the reemergence of the Caliphate uh, in the Middle East. Is there anything uh, in the Bible uh, that would um, you know prophesy that? That occurrence. Yes. Uh, 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 the rise of an aggressive fundamentalist Islamic power is prophesied in the Bible. At the time of the end, the king of the self shall attack him, which is a power loco- located north of the king of the south. And in, in, in the Bible, directions are all from Jerusalem. So south means south of Jerusalem. Right. North means north of Jerusalem. So... Um, uh, and if it's if it comes out of the north north of Jerusalem, uh, it, it, before the Isles, before you get to the Isles, you're looking at Germany. So Bible scholars recognize that the King of the North is the United Europe, the resurrected Holy Roman Empire. The King of the South is a, a caliphate. Uh, presently, the whole Islamic world in the Middle East, North Africa is being enveloped by, as we know, a wave of an resurgent Islamic fundamentalism. And um, what will come out is prophesied the king of the self is a final leader over these reinvigorated Muslim nations. And he'll be a tremendously power, powerful religio-political false messiah or Mahdi. 
All right. And then the king of the north would be presumably what? Someone like a Merkel or a Habsburg probably is what Bible students and Bible scholars and, and leaders of the true church su- suggest it'll be a uh, probably somebody who has been family was there before like a Habsburg. So not necessarily an elected official like a, a, oh, it, a Merkel. It'll, it'll, it'll be one of the old families. It'll be, even though he may run into politics, but it'll be a very powerful leader like Hitler. A very, very mag, a, a man who can move the crowds. Because when these, uh, demon spirits go into these men and work with them, they're able to manipulate and sway the millions and, and like we saw with Hitler and Wait, the crowds. Are you saying that there'll be a king of the north and a king of the south and both will be antichrists? No, they won't be antichrists. They just will be two separate kings. And the king of the south will push at the king of the north, and the king of the north will overflow and defeat the king of the south, and then occupy the holy land. So this is what's going on geopolitically at the time of the emergence of the Antichrist. Exactly. All right. Exactly. Now, now, uh, what then? What then would you make of, for example, uh, uh, what some see as the ag- aggressive tendencies of, of Vladimir Putin and uh, uh, Russia? Uh, Gog and Magog in Ezekiel 38 attack. If you look at the at the at it, and they come against unwalled villages and a people at peace. That attack of that 200 man army of Gog and Magog comes in the latter times of the millennium. Okay, and, so and Gog and Magog are what? Two villages? Gog, no, Gog and Magog are Russia. Uh, basically, Gog and Magog are Russia, China. All right. And they're going to... They're going to mount an attack on uh, the kingdom of God is headquartered in Jerusalem during the millennium. Not quite sure the date, but it says in the latter time. Not the end times, not the end time, which is before the return of Christ, but in the latter times of the millennium. Right, and we're not there yet. Yeah, because that's all... Because that, that, is getting, that is inching very close towards the final battle of Armageddon, is it not? Well, Armageddon is, comes at, at Christ's coming. Right. Right. At, at his coming. So uh, Christ comes... Christ comes with the seventh seal. We talked about the, the, the fifth seal, Revelation 6, 9 to 11, is the martyrdom and great tribulation. Then there's the heavenly signs, Revelation 6, verse 12 to 17. And then the seventh trumpet, the seventh seal, sorry, not the seventh trumpet. I take that back. The seventh seal, which is made up of the seven trumpets. And the seventh trumpet is the second coming. All right. So there's the seven trumpets as part of the seventh seal. The last trumpet is the second, ushers in the second coming of Christ. And then the seventh trumpet with his coming, then he brings in the seven last plagues, which uh, Revelation 16, and you can look Revelation 16 verses right through from 2 to 21, is, is, and that's all administered on Christ's enemies by Christ at his second coming. Now, Here's an interesting uh, point. Someone that someone raised this at a conference I was at recently, yeah. uh, and and he was arguing that I mean I know that in the Bible there are uh, you know prophecies about you know the end times and when to look for them, uh, signs in the sky and so forth, and wars and rumors of war. Yeah. Uh, and and people tend to think that we're living in a very violent age, but if you actually look at the number of of armed conflicts in the world. 
uh, which really peaked around in the 1970s towards the near the end of the well, it was still in the midst of the Cold War, uh, but but in many respects, um, we're we're living in relative peace right now. Yeah, I, uh, there, there's it's we're, very quiet. We're, it is. I really. mean, ISIS aside, and and the Ukraine Russian conflict. Absolutely. I mean, the, the, certainly none of the major uh, deaths. Are are uh, have, we're just getting the early, distant, early, very, very distant, early warnings of this, which is about to come. We're in the beginning of the beginning of sorrows. Okay. Now, what else is happening uh, geopolitically uh, that you'd like to comment on that that uh, sort of squares up or lines up with biblical prophecy? Well, we talked about ISIS and the, the emergence of a caliphate. We talked about Putin. What else? L- let me just go through and rattle off these 14 signs from a great book written by a man by the name of Dr. Roderick Meredith. But the first is wars and violence and lawlessness. The second is drought and famine. Now we're starting to see a lot of drought and th- in the United States. Floods and, and uh, drought and fires. The third is earthquakes and other natural catastrophes. And we're seeing that regularly if you follow uh, Suspicious Observers as a great site, by the way. Then we're going to have disease epidemics as one of the – is the pale horse. The rise of an aggressive fundamentalist uh, power, we right. mentioned. The sixth is an ascendant European Union seeks global primacy. And that's – we're just starting to see the early stages as the vacuum left by the United States as it uh, – as its – power is taken away as a result of Jacob's trouble. That vacuum, now the Germans are starting to say they need to arm up and have an army, the Japanese also, right? Well, we are coming up onto another break, but to that point about the uh, the emergence of uh, perhaps the re-emergence of the Holy Roman Empire, as some have yeah. suggested, if you look at what's happening right now, uh, some might argue quite the opposite is happening in Europe with, with Greece. Uh, and that, and the, the 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 bitter negotiations that went on there, and rumors of a Grexit, and it would seem, even I think to a casual observer, right now, that the European Union is really on the on the precipice that it could go either way, it could totally collapse. Yeah, the view, the answer to that is this: that the European Union is just a a, a manifestation on the surface right now of the member. It's member. It all goes down to the ten toes, made of miry clay and iron, Nebuchadnezzar's dream. The last kingdom, the resurrected, would be made up of iron and miry clay. So it wouldn't be totally strong. It would be a little bit as strong as iron, but iron and miry clay don't mix. So Greece is like the miry clay. <laughs> All right, I'm Germany sure the mighty, Aphrodite, the, iron. the mighty Aphrodite would be interested to know that Greece is the miry clay. All right, we will come back. Nelson Thal is uh, here with us. We are talking Jacob's Troubles uh, and uh, the End Times Biblical Prophecy on The Conspiracy Show. Don't go away. This is no place for the naive or the faint-hearted. The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. We are back with media scientist Nelson Thal. It's been a while, but he's back for the full hour, and we're delighted to have him. This is fascinating stuff, Nelson. I, I always love delving into the Bible with you and looking at the headlines through this biblical filter. All right, so we were talking briefly uh, before the break about the European Union and, and how that might fit into end time. So that situation is going to have to resolve itself one way or the other. And what do the researchers suggest will happen that... The European Union 
will emerge triumphant despite the situation in Greece. Are these the ten kings that are uh, talked about in, in the Bible? Absolutely. These are the ten kings as in the book of Daniel, he interpreted Nebuchadnezzar's dream. He was the Hitler of his day. He was the world emperor of his day. And he had a dream. The creator, God gave him a dream. And the dream was to show him what would happen right down to the coming of Christ from Babylon through Persia, Greece, Greco-Macedonia, each part of this statue that Nebuchadnezzar saw, the head was of gold, the chest of silver, the belly of brass, the legs of iron, the, with the two legs, the, the two sides, the Eastern Roman Empire and the Western are the two legs going down to the feet of iron and miry clay. What I'd say is when you're trying to watch for it day by day, we're not going to see it day by day because when you just like when the Roman Empire fell, it didn't fall literally overnight. It took time for the system to just deteriorate. In running the tape backwards and in building this, it's going to take a while for the building blocks to come together. And there, it's like a Rubik's cube. One's going to come in, and then the, it'll go out and in and out. And as this thing goes through a metamorphosis, uh, it, it, it's going to eventually coagulate. Uh, I'd say, just remember in Terminator when the when, right, right. when when the liquid robot slowly comes back together yes, yes, yes. and rises out of the puddle. Right. I think that's the same sort of thing. You can't really tell until at the end you'll see. Oh my, it's come together and it's visible. But if you look what's going on in Europe today, and you look at the EU, and you look at all the different regulations, and and remember there is the Berlin Committee. Uh, which is a ten nations form an executive committee now of the EU. So there's 21, but they're all controlled by ten. Hmm, some might say controlled, controlled by, by Berlin one. <laughs> executive. Yeah, controlled by one. What? What? Uh, let Let's see if we can make any sense uh, of some of these huge trading blocks that are forming. Uh, I mean, the European Union is certainly one, but we also have the Trans-Pacific Partnership and we have, of course, you know, North American Union and, and uh, rumors that that's going to be even further entrenched, this North American Union. Uh, what what uh, does the Bible have to say about, about that? Well, it says in Revelation 18, it says, For all nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. The kings of the earth have committed fornication with her, and the merchants of the earth have become rich through the abundance of her luxury. So you have here a great religio-political trading system known as Babylon the Great, which starts this modern Babylon is now in the process of forming in Europe. It will be a very sophisticated, wealthy system that will soon dominate most of Europe, yet it will be heavily in- influenced, of course, by Satan. Okay. Um, but I want to, we want to get around to yeah. North America as well. What, well, we, we just got about a minute. Well, North America, Jeremiah says, Alas, for that day is great, so that none is like it. And it is the time of Jacob's trouble, but he shall be saved out of it. Uh, basically, Jacob's trouble is where uh, the God uses his rod of iron, Assyria, to discipline his children because of Sabbath-breaking and idolatry. And so these people, once again, are going to be going into captivity. What did that mean? It means Beverly's house, Hills housewives will become Cairo cleaning ladies. <laughs> 
It's oh, going to yeah. be rough, Rich. It's going to be rough for them. And the book of Ezekiel shows that a third, a third are burned up in the nuclear war. A third are, are fall by the sword. And another third go into captivity. And of the entire, uh, of the entire Jacob's house, only less than 10% are left alive. So remember, Jacob's house is Britain, America, France, Northeastern Europe, Australia. So you add up the population, if it comes to 200, uh, 450 or 500 million, means that less than 50 million will be left alive all right, we're of them take, all when it's done. So we are in, unfortunately, for some very, very big headaches and deaths. Okay, we'll uh, take a time out, come back with Nelson Thal. I want to find out about why North America and uh, and parts of Europe and so forth are considered parts of the uh, the lost tribes. We'll do that. Nelson Thal talking biblical prophecy on The Conspiracy Show. Stay with us. Keeping an eye on the New World Order... This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. All right. You always say something interesting, but you really tweaked my interest when you talked about Jacob's troubles and uh, what's going to happen to North America uh, and that, that God will use the Assyrians again, as he did in the Old Testament, against God's uh, people. So why do you connect that to North America? Okay. Well, basically... Um uh, the uh, descendants of Abraham, Abraham was prepared to sacrifice his son, his son Isaac, for the Lord. And as a result, was given great promises. God promised that he would use this one man. Remember, of all the people on the earth at that time, you're dealing now with just one man, Abraham. Mm -hmm. And he was promised that his descendants would become as numerous as the sand of the sea and the stars in the sky, and they would control the gates of the world, that they would um, have a world-ruling empire, and the sun would never set on their land. Now, that didn't, that, that wasn't fulfilled by the Jews. The Jews aren't numbered more than the sands of the sea. No. The Jews didn't con control the gates of the world. Uh, the Jews didn't become uh, have such a large empire that the sun never set set on their empire. Uh, they they, it, 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 they all they have is is the present day modern day Israel. But if you take a look at uh, if you take a look at Joseph's descendants, and the Bible makes it clear that the name Israel was passed on to Joseph and his descendants, who aren't Jews. Remember, Judah was Joseph's brother. Right. So the descendants of Judah, the blood descendants of Judah, are known as Jews. Right. But the blood descendants of Reuben, Judah's brother, aren't Jews. They're Reubenites. Right. And Reuben today. The Reubenites went across Europe from the time of 721 BC and eventually settled and went right across Europe and eventually became northern France and France became the descendant of the Reuben Empire. They're, that's the tribe of Reuben. The tribe of Dan is not difficult to find. They went across through the ocean and the sea routes and the river routes and they left their name on the, the Danube and you've got the Denmark, Danmark, right? Now, uh, the, the descendants of, of Joseph, Ephraim, Manasseh, they begot, they got the bulk of the blessing, the birthright blessing, and so they created a union of their brothers, and that became the Union Jack. 
That's the flag. Uh-huh. The name Israel was given to Ephraim, which means aristocrat, and he settled in the Isles in in the coastlands. The British and, Isles. The British Isles. So the Union Jack, the Jack is, is for the, Jacob. Is the union of Jacob's brothers. That's right, Union Jack. And a matter of fact, if you want to go even deeper for a minute, if you look in the Bible, you'll see that when Jacob blessed his grandchildren, Ephraim Manasseh, Ephraim was the younger and Manasseh was the older. And he didn't put his right hand on the older Manasseh as he was supposed to. He crossed his hands and his right hand went on the head of Ephraim and he said, and it, it, Joseph tried to correct his father, Jacob, and say, no, father, you don't cross your hands. This one is the older. And he said, I know my son. I know Manasseh's older. He will be a great nation, but his brother will be greater than he. So Ephraim is Britain, and Manasseh is the United States. And if you look at the, the English flag, you get the cross, uh-huh. which, is how, which is how Jacob crossed his hands. Oh, this is good stuff. The Union Jack, the Union of Jacob. So these see, this is secret information that just the Queen knows and those around the British crown. And as typical, it's right out there under everybody's nose in every Bible. But nobody really takes the time to study into it. And you told me once, Nelson, that I believe it was you, I'm sure it was you, uh, <laughs> that uh, when we talk about uh, America and we talk about Yankees. Okay, let's go into that. Yes. Yes. That's, so, a, that's, a, so, that's a, a Hebrew word, is it not? It's a Yiddish word. A Yiddish word. Exactly. And it's the, it's the Yiddish word for Jacob, is Yankel. 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 And they're the, they're the children of Jacob via Joseph. So when the Bible is talking about Israel, yes. it's talking about all the nations of the world. Not well, all no, of them. no, Not all no, of them, no. There are seventy the, nations, but it's the only talking about went. the lost ten tribes. And of course, look, uh, three tribes. Well, there were twelve tribes. The two tribes of Judah and Benjamin made up the country called Judah. Right. In the the house of Judah, they split the the whole country, which was called Israel, with twelve tribes split into two different countries. Right. Judah to the south with the capital Jer- Jerusalem right. with the two tribes Judah and Benjamin. The other 10 tribes in the north formed the Israel, the nation Israel with its headquarters, its headquarters, its capital at Samaria. Right. They're the ones that first went into captivity in 722 BC when the Assyrians invaded and took them out of that land. Right. They then went across, for instance, you take a look now for instance, remember Abraham's great grandfather was known as Eber, Heber. That's where the word Hebrew comes from. Right. Okay? Now the the word Iberia in Spain, the Hebrews, the Israelites brought the name Hebrew and became Iberia on, the, on their way to the Isles. They left, they stayed for a few hundred years in Spain. Then they moved up to Scotland where they, and you have the Hebrides. Ah. So Hebrew again. And of course you've got, um, you've got uh, British means covenant man, Yankel, uh, Yankel, Yankees. Right. I, 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 that's where we, they get, America gets the name the Yankees. So Canada is, is part is part Ephraim, part Ephraim, and, part Ephraim, and Quebec is mostly Reuben and Simeon. Okay, all right. So this partnership now that we have uh, rumors of a North American Union would make sense from a biblical standpoint because, because the two brothers, Manasseh, Ephraim and Manasseh, are brothers. They're going to get together as they as their foreign outside enemies get stronger. 
two brothers who used to separate themselves, you know as well as I do what happens in a, what happens in any skirmish, what happens in, in any skirmish where you have two individual brothers, if their enemies come, come out. They come together. They come together. And so you're, so the odds are is that, now the Bible doesn't really go into what will happen in North America culturally. But when you think about it and extend it, you realize tribal people don't react differently regardless of the tribe. When they're being threatened, the thugs of the tribe rise to the top, usually. Not the intellectuals. It's the thugs within the tribe rise to the top. Mm. And they get together and form some sort of a protection. So instead of the security fences going around the 49th parallel to the north and south, they're going to change the security fences and go around the whole perimeter of the coast of North America as in order to become more powerful and stronger because who needs to guard the 49th parallel? We're brothers. We're getting, let's use that energy and resources to put around the entire continent, which turns the continent into an island. And so it's, Vote so-and-so off the island, and the whole island mentality has gripped North America. Just look at the TV shows and the Survivor series, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and um, so you mentioned that here in North America, uh, we are in for a rough ride because, well, we are part of the the, uh, the lost tribes yeah. uh, of Israel, and yeah. we are going to be disciplined by the, uh, the iron rod of the modern-day Assyrians, exactly. which would tend to suggest, what, another war with... Germany? Absolutely. And it may not be an actual hardware gunpowder war. It may just be a, it just may be an economic war. A trade war. A trade war. It could be a currency war. I mean, if the, if they were to somehow influence the Chinese to, to put up all the U.S. bond, treasury bonds for sale, I mean, the, we could, I think, I don't think it's going to be military. I think it's going to be economic. I think you'll eventually see, uh, the United States dollar severely tank. Severely tank. Well, everybody that I follow, uh, uh, in terms of, um, you know, economics is, is pointing that way. Although the U.S. dollar is soaring pretty well right now. However, uh, it, 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 there is some suggestion that the, the, the Germans and the Chinese are getting together on a, a number of different ventures, building ro- railroads, uh, deep into Europe. Um, and, and also, I think the Germans and the Russians. Uh, have a great deal in common, and the Germans are quite resentful about these economic sanctions that the West, uh, the North Americans, are trying to put on Russia because it's hurting Germany. It's hurting Europe. Um, if you take a look at Psalm 83, there's a great uh, press release in advance. All right. They, it's now talking about the enemies of the House of Israel, the enemies of America. And how they make a tumult. They have taken crafty counsel against your people and consulted together against your sheltered ones. They have said, come and let us cut them off from being a nation that the name of Israel be remembered no more. Now, remember, when it uses the word Israel here, it doesn't mean the country today of Israel. Right. It means the house of Israel, which is Britain and America primarily, as well as northwestern Europe. Remember, let's just briefly point out that uh Finland uh Finland for instance let's just take F- Francis Rubin Finland is Issachar how do we know that well how do we know that um 
in order to in order to uh, condense a complex study into uh, just a few flashing insights uh, we know that basically from a number of factors first of all now we know uh, from DNA records okay uh, for instance uh, I've been able to trace myself to uh, the tribe of Levi and specifically uh, uh, the house of Aaron through the markers that are seen in the DNA. Okay. Likewise, the French now, they can tell with their Reuben. But not just before there was the science, there was the language, yes. there was the archaeology, there was the, the oral culture. Yeah. State symbols. Symbols. Right. If you look at the symbols of the nations of, of Europe, especially Norway, uh, Finland, Sweden, I mean, Britain, England, etc., uh, Netherlands, uh, the Dutch, you can see all of that there within their within their flags and within their oral culture, etc. So th- there's there's lots of proof uh, as to where these tribes went. We're just about out of time. We've yeah. got uh, less than two minutes, Nelson. Uh, the recent uh, 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 negotiations, the deal, the uh, the nuclear arms deal with Iran. Um, what anything there that might be may have been prophesied in the Bible? Well, we do know that basically there's going to be a time of war such as never was, no, nor ever has ever been, uh, nor ever will be. And obviously uh, we're going to have uh, a tremendous amount of atomic and nuclear warfare. I separate the two because there's fission bombs. We don't hear about them. Fission bombs are bombs that don't take out a whole country, etc. But there's neutron bombs, fission bombs that take out a city. So, I mean, um, they want to be able to take out these cities and, and leave it so that they can move in after the people are done. Nelson, we'll have to this has been a, this. Uh, a remarkable hour. Listen, I can't thank you enough for coming in. Thank you so much. Nelson Thal. All right, uh, back next week with a brand new program. Hope you'll be along for the ride. In the meantime, don't be afraid. There's nothing concealed that won't be revealed and nothing hidden that won't be made known. What you hear in the dark, speak in the light. What I say in a whisper, proclaim from the housetops. Move over, Aphrodite. I'm coming home. This message is for home intruders, the cowards who break into people's homes to steal their hard-earned property, criminals who shatter lives and rob people of their privacy and security. Listen very carefully. We're the home security experts at LiveWatch, and we're taking you down. Because we're letting everyone try our newest home security system for one full year in their home. To take advantage of this amazing offer, call now, 1-800-670-9425. LiveWatch has been helping protect homes for years, and we've learned the secrets that intruders like you don't want people to know. Criminals, it's time for you to be afraid, because every person who calls will be protected against cowards like you. To the criminals listening, we're taking you down. To those who want to help protect their homes, call the security experts to try the LiveWatch security system. There are no long-term contracts, and if you're not completely satisfied, you can cancel at any time. Try LiveWatch now by calling 1-800-670-9425. That's 1-800-670-9425. In one week, our car broke down and our roof started to leak. We really needed money for repairs. I really needed to move to a bigger apartment, but with my credit card payments and other bills, I couldn't afford the security deposit. When over 100,000 people needed money this year, they turned to Avant. Avant was great. They relieved a lot of financial stress. I was approved for a personal loan through Avant. 
The next day, I had $4,000 in my account. Avant can get you the personal loan you need fast. It's simple to apply, and there's no risk because checking your rate with Avant has no effect on your FICO score. Right now, Avant will also give you a $50 Amazon.com gift card after your first installment is made on time. To check your rates risk-free and get this special offer, go to Avant.com today and enter promo code 7373 Paranik includes a ton of value-added services like a parking page, who is, privacy, dynamic DNS, and much more with every domain name registration at no extra cost. Not many companies can say that. So give Paranik.com a try today. P-A-I-R-N-I-C.com.